It's 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 above me now. 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 Welcome to the Black Sublime Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Haberdashery, a.k.a. Aeolith White, a.k.a. You Only Have a Man Cause I'm Busy. And welcome. I'm excited to start this journey with you guys. I previously had a podcast about a little over a year ago, and we, me and my co-host sort of let it go away because we both were doing different things. We wanted to sort of find our, uh, sort of get our bearings and other sort of aspects of our lives. And then I decided to resurrect or reinvent this sort of podcast for myself. But I'm really, really, really excited to start this journey with you. Y'all gonna have to bear with me though Cause um, Undergood don't know how to do a solo podcast But we gonna build together, learn together You know, just really explore um, all of the good things on our um, Together, I guess, on our journey But I did want to start out with a little bit of a spiritual bend Or with a little spiritual element to it Setting intention. I want to set intention. I want us to collectively get take a breath and just set a beautiful intention for this episode. It's going to be relatively short because it is dolo and y'all don't need to hear me too much, but I did want to sort of talk about or figure out just the format. So, I think it would be fun to start out with story, story time. I have a couple of hilarious <laughs> um, stories, but I'm not going to do too much. I am going to say, though, that, you know, sometimes when you have a little... When you're a moody person, you might be prone to doing shit that you fucking should know you shouldn't be motherfucking doing, but the curiosity or the or whatever it is, the thrill of it, just the fuck of it, you like, let me check this out. So, on that, I met this white boy at this bar in, um... Essentially, I met this white boy at this bar in my neighborhood, and he and I got off on the wrong foot. He was trying to do the, I'm not going to go into all the tea, but he was just trying to get his white guilt on and trying to make me feel better, for trying to make me, make him feel better. And if y'all know me, I'm not that girl, I'm not that person, you ain't never getting that shit from me. I don't give a fuck how bored I am, it's not happening, right? So I started, you know, on the ether path, like, nah, basically... And then I kept telling him to change the subject And then people that knew me told him to change the subject Because they knew it wasn't going to go So eventually we smoothed things over I went to get a salad because it was 4.30 And and you know, you know, I can't be eating all that shit, whatever So I get to get a salad, he follows me Pleasant conversation He is like, well, do you want to grab a drink at my house? And you know, my ass was like I know he wasn't trying to fuck I know it wasn't going to be ratchet I know I wasn't, you know, this ain't going to be the day that I, you know, dabble so I was like, I'm bored. So because I'm bored, let me just go. I go. 
And this man is like, well, you know, I have some Coke if you'd like, if you want to indulge. And he poured me a glass of whiskey um, on a rocks. I was like, okay, I'll, I'm not doing no Coke, but I will drink this whiskey because I watched you pour it and I know you're not going to roofie me, right? This ain't a get out. This ain't happening, right? So I to and he poured some for himself as well. He's like, well, do you want to play a game? As he does his first line of code. I'm like, um, what game? Bible roulette. And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'll watch you play Bible roulette. This motherfucker opens up his Bible. He's like, prays or does some shit. I don't know. Says something like friendship or some shit. Opens up the Bible and this verse comes and he uh, he like recites this verse to me. And then he goes and does a line of cocaine and opens it again. Says some other shit. And I'm like, uh, the fuck? Bitch, like, I, who does coke? And Bible, first of all, I didn't know Bible roulette was a thing. But that's because we didn't do that shit at my house. I don't know, whatever, fine. But I'm pretty sure Jesus is not telling you to snort that white stuff in between reading the word of God. I'm pretty sure that's not what he meant. I'm pretty sure, like, communion wine is one thing, you know, but, you know, the ashes of Christ doesn't exist. Like, the dust of the Lord. This is, these are not things in, uh, that the church recognizes, so I'm not quite sure how you ended up doing this, but you did. So then we talk, and he's like, well, can we ever be friends? And I'm like, no, we can never be friends, bro. Like, we're never going to be friends. And he's like, but you are chilling here, like if you if you didn't trust me if I was a bad person why are you here and I'm like because I trust myself to beat your ass if you if you if shit goes left like I'm fine I'm confident that I can protect myself in the situation and then he's like well do you want a breakfast sandwich I was like no and I left um so that was just a little bit of the fuckery in my life aside so moving on from fuckery I wanted to share a couple of things that are on the serious side or at least spark this conversation. Um, there And there are a couple of points. I guess, you know, I'll tell one more story that will lead us into this. I work at this restaurant where essentially, you know, there's a blend of queer and straight folks and we're all you know scheduling pride weekend because in new york city pride is june 30th the weekend obviously 28th to the 30th and everybody wants to take off i see an email from my gm like by the way i'm not accommodating any more um any more requests off for that weekend Y'all gonna have to figure it out. Find some time to celebrate. Enough of y'all niggas hit me about this day. I saw that. I hadn't yet submitted my days off, but I had planned to, right? Um, And I was in the middle of doing that when I saw the mail, the note. I didn't respond at the moment. I thought about it. I was tight when I heard it, but I thought, you know what? Chill out. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see if they gonna try you and give straight people off to celebrate pride before they give you off a queer man, right? I ha- a couple of days go by, I haven't heard anything. 
yesterday I thought to myself, see, here you go doing what you always do. You don't say, you, you see conflict on the horizon. You see injustice on the horizon. You, it's clear that everything is situated such that you can be, you know, the quote-unquote victim or first just not get what you want, so not get the days that you want off. And second, have this man, this white straight man, put the interests of straight quote-unquote allies above yourself. And you see this happening. So you need to stand up for yourself. You need to you need to say on principle what the problem is, and you need to do it in a way such that you get what you need, and that you can celebrate um, Pride Weekend. So I sent a note, real direct, that as is my style. I was like, I was in the middle of submitting my days off when I saw your note about not honoring any more requests for that weekend. So here's the tea. Well, I didn't say that, but I said. All I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. I hope that everybody's request, or everybody whose request that you're honoring for that weekend, especially if they're taking off to, on, to celebrate Pride, I hope that they're straight. Well, I hope that they identify as queer, sorry. I was like, I hope that they identify as queer. Because if not, if you're giving straight people off... To celebrate pride before you give me off a queer man, that that would be wholly problematic, is what I said on my note. No regards, no best, no nothing. I said, um, it best not be the case (laughs) in my heart. But you know, he hits me like, hits me back saying, what days do you need off? I'm not in the office right now. Let me know exactly what you need, and I'm going to make sure you get it. Cool? Question mark. And I was like, all right, I need 30th off. And it was so good. But it was great to speak up because it's not, I'm sure it's not just me. I'm sure there are other queer people that are not fighting, like, that are not going to charge him up for it. I mean, we all like the job. We all like the place. But I personally have a history of being quiet as fuckery is going on, and then when it's time for me to defend, when it's time for me to deal with it, I tend to be very heavy-handed. I tend to be like, "Fuck y'all, <laughs> y'all tried it, so now it's time for me to get messy." Like, and people end up crying and all of this. So it's just better that you know I handled hands of this way, and the universe sort of respected me for it. So that was awesome. Um, and going into that I just want to talk a bit to the allies. I'm not even sure how I feel about allyship, to be honest. But I want to talk to or about uh, queer, well, particularly if you're queer, trans, you know, per person of color, like what, who our allies are and sort of what we like for, from our allies. I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, I like for the allies that are going into queer spaces, I like them to remember that they're guests. I'd like them to please get consent before taking photos. And this might be just my millennial ass not liking niggas, not liking my likeness to be all over Facebook. But there is, you know, there we're not circus, at least for me, I'm not a circus animal or circus freak don't you know post me without my permission don't share my image without my permission i love being you know 
out and celebrating my, you know, my how my sexuality intertwines with my spirituality and just how that fits into my being. I love celebrating my community and all of that, but like, don't. Just don't try to take a photo of me without my permission. Video, fuck that. I'm not your entertainment. I am celebrating my survival and the survival of my community. I am not here to make you laugh. Smiling is one thing, you know, I guess. I mean, I personally, I, I, I need to reconcile that within myself. What's the role of an ally? But what I can say is not reducing me to your entertainment like not that's not that's not i'm not that girl um so moving on from pride um and just discussing things that have really hurt or not really hurt me but engaged my heartstrings when they see us directed and i'm directed by ava duvernay on um, netflix now I am struggling to get through even the first episode. My black ass is on the minute 33. I can't. I'm going to give, like one of my friends said on Twitter, I'm going to give sis her streams. I might just let the series run. But, you know, without watching it, I will eventually. But every time I see this, it's like, you know... I just can't, bro. Like, I just can't. Looking, I want to scream. I want to cry. I want to run away. I want to hug. I want to protect. Like, all of my entire body reacts to these images, both for me and for men that I know. I mean, you know, my biological father is still locked up from the 90s. I have cousins that have been locked up. A lot of people in my family have been locked up. And, you know, watching the sort of pre- the predatory nature, it's just, it, it just shakes me to my core. It is like, it's a horror film. It's a horror film for me. And it's a horror, horror documentary, um, which is, you know, a whole different type of shit. So I just want to celebrate the achievement. I want to celebrate the artistry so, and encourage y'all, those who can, to watch it. I'm going to get through it eventually. If I have to do it, you know, two minutes at a time, I will get through the series. But I um, just want to celebrate and uplift the actors, the, all the minds around that project. Um, hmm. And I guess there, there are two more things, but I'm trying to figure out which order I should tell you guys or share this with you guys. I'll, you know, I'll start with the, the combo that I had at the bar. So at the same bar that I met Bible Coke and uh, Bible Roulette, there I met this guy that's from the neighborhood. He's been around for a long time. And, you know, he was just telling me that for him, violence is easy. And it spoke to me because I think violence is easy for a lot of people. Maybe not physical violence, maybe not taking someone's life, but a sort of, you know, when you're in a relationship and what you have to do is 
is healed from previous trauma and not sort of take it out on someone else in a way that restricts their freedom in a way that doesn't injure them their sense of self or his or her sense of self or whatever it's like it's easier to lash out it's easier to not exercise empathy and love relationship all these things call us to be higher they call us to be greater um, even not just romantic love just love of humans call us to be greater but it's a work it's a labor that is difficult and even if it comes down to something even if it's reduced to something as simple as you know communication it's easier sometimes to just nudge somebody out the way than it is to say, excuse me, and than it is to say, I'm behind you, or whatever the case may be. And it's like so many people default to the nudging. And not that nudging is violent. I mean, physical communication is a form is a form of communication. But a lot of times, if you haven't consented to nudging being part of your language, a nudge is violent. And in some environments, you you nudge somebody, you're going to get your ass beat. So, you know, it, was just, it just spoke to me. And the last thing that I want to discuss is the concept. So somebody asked me, what you looking for in a nigga? Because, you know, there are a lot of jokes about my preferences that I don't like. That I don't like um, short girls, which is, I mean, by girls, I mean boys, but, well, men, because you know, but um, short men, which is kind of true. I mean, I have been with some short men. It's really not the shortness that bothers me. I, I love short kings, you know, whatever. It's not the height itself that bothers me. It's really just, you know, a self awareness, you know, a, a, you know, not a, a, a refusal to overcompensate. I don't like, I want a self-aware man that doesn't need to overcompensate. And a lot of times because of the way we treat masculinity, you know, and height, a lot, we make these short people feel like they need to overcompensate. And a lot of them, it just doesn't work for me. But I love my short king. So if you're a short king that think you can handle the kid, holla at me. Um, how did I get on Shark Kings? Oh, yeah, but there are jokes about my preferences, but I'm pretty, the truth is I'm pretty open-minded. What, though, when discussing my preferences, I started to think about the spectrum that I suppose, at least this is like the first instantiation of this thought, how creation, so art, love, and divinity are on a spectrum to me. And the spectrum being in the context of world creation, you know, God, the divine, or whoever, this is the idea that I had at the moment. It's since evolved, and I'll share the evolutions. But whatever you posit as uh, designing or creation, whatever your creation myth is, um, you know, there's that divinity lies at the core of that, and it's the sort of manifestation of building the worlds that we inhabit. Then there is art, and it's like art is an, a little piece of the divine, right? We're creating something 
that didn't exist before, um, you know, in some way. We may be repurposing or what have you, but the expression of an artistic idea is the creation of something that didn't have, you know, suspension, that wasn't in reality prior to it. And then there's love, which is the creation of a world that the two of you inhabit. And I think when I when I want what I want in a partner is someone who I can co-author a world with. I can collaborate on the building of a world and what it takes to do that is a radical honesty, a radical commitment, um, transparent, like the same things you would want from an artistic collaborator, someone who knows when it's time to, you know, get, it's business, but it's also spiritual, it's also, you know, it's the same intensity that you bring towards your, your uh, sort of chores or your work that you would apply to your love, but it's supposed to be beautiful in a way that's beyond just creating something for other people's enjoyment. You're creating something for your for your life, you know, to enhance the quality of your living. And I just think that's a beautiful idea to tie divinity, love, and art together like that. I have since grown from that idea, but I think the sentiment still stands. Uh, I've grown in the sense that I'm not sure divinity and creation need to be tied. Um, divinity could also be tied to knowledge in a way that isn't about world creation and whatever. I've, I've since evolved from that idea, but uh, I think the sentiment is beautiful and I encourage everyone to sort of carry that the spirit forth of building a world with your partner and that limitlessness of opportunity, the limitlessness of um, of what you guys, a potential. And um, yeah, that's what I'll leave you for this week. This is the first episode of The Black Sublime. I am so happy to have you all and see you next week.